conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now, back to the episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. We finally got all three of us back together. Good morning. The boys are back. How was your weekend? Boys are back in town. (laughs) Come on, Uh, Vexed boys. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, had had some buddies over. Picked up some steaks from a a local cow that was uh, never frozen. If you catch my drift, and then (laughs) went out for the first time in, in a long time. So snap. Yeah. Was uh you went to a party? Sunday morning. I'm definitely out of practice, but that happens. 
So extra caffeine and ibuprofen for you this morning, huh? Cheers. <laughs> How about you, Ross? We missed you last week. It was I very know, lonely. I know. I know. I just actually lo- uh, was watching the first minute just to see if you're going to say that you missed me, but you both did. So and then I looked out and then I switched off. It was good to see. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'll just yeah. check it just, just in case. No, it was, uh, <laughs> was, uh, was an extreme busy week last week. So uh, uh, yeah. So in the weekend was more recovery, even though when it's possible with kids, it's still limited, right? So uh, have a weekend fun of us, but uh, all good. Good. Well, glad the, we're all back. How was the coast, Ross? The coast? Did you have, a couple weeks ago, you went to the coast. Ah, it was like two, three weeks ago. No, it wasn't the coast. No, it was a lake in here. It was a ah, lake in lake. here. Not so. yeah, it okay. was nice yeah, because, yeah, well, yeah, come on. This year is a bit tough because we normally, of course, you have a summer holiday. At least have some break this year. It's like we we're planning to the end. It's too busy. Just so we had a two-day out a few weeks ago. So that was a, yeah, that was it so far. So let's see if something will still go. But uh, we'll manage. Sweet. Well, uh, exciting episode today. Uh, we uh, try to get guests on the show more often uh, than not, but after people having to listen through 30 minutes of Michael Golden and I talking, figured this would be a great time to break the pattern of us us three uh, and go into uh, a new guest. And we've talked about him, I think, once or twice, maybe? I think, maybe, I don't know. I think we've talked about him on the show before. Um, but we're really excited to introduce Emmanuel Lavoie from Jetstream. And uh, we got a couple of fun topics to dive into today. So we're going to welcome E onto the show and get started. Welcome, Emmanuel. What up? Good morning. Good morning, hospitality. Good morning, Will, Michael, Michael. Nice to see you guys. Well, there's a different guy in the picture. Yes, thanks for pointing that out for all of your viewers. We <laughs> just need an updated picture. Yes, I'm getting older. It's an unfortunate fact of life. I think 2020 and 2021 added a couple of years to our, our, our lifespan. So Yes, and yeah. the business, business in general. <laughs> it, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well did uh, Will pronounce your name? Very well, actually. I, I smiled internally. First, I was dancing to Backstreet Boys, and then I smiled with beautiful <laughs> pronunciation. Thank you, Will. I yeah. uh, I rarely do last names because uh, my biggest fear, I had my friend Tejal Patel uh, correct me on a live recording that I mispronounced her name. And uh, ever since then, I've been scarred for life. So you're one of the very few I actually do it for. I'm honored. And you've honored yeah. the name very well for my French-Canadian yeah. heritage. Thank you. Uh, so he happy. was, he was Makes... practicing a lot. I think all weekend he was like doing poetry and sending to us. Like, is it correct or not? <laughs> oh, that's too good. Well, uh, Emmanuel, let's jump in really quick. I know you and I have a good history. We get to talk quite often. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of what you guys have built with Jetstream. Uh, obviously, as well, getting to know your story from when you guys were on Slick Talk. But I want to give you the opportunity to jump in and kind of be give like the quick, I guess, 411 on, on what Jetstream is and uh, what you guys do in the space. And then Michael and Michael and I will, will jump into some questions probably that we have. Sounds good. Thanks. And thank you for having me on the show as well as for having us on the previous show before. So yeah, there's a longer description, I guess, of Jetstream on the Slick Talk podcast. But In summary, we are a channel marketing solution, but a full service channel marketing solution. So I guess we had our start really 
by creating at the time that was the world's first multi-unit or rep level API with Airbnb at their request in 2017. We hacked at the time their API. They had to approve our hack. It was quite the thing. So we were the first to, and then what we did at the moment is we bridged, we integrated with Synexis and TravelClick and a bunch of other kind of quote unquote, traditional hospitality channel managers. And we're the first to kind of go to these companies, the large Vail resorts and IHGs of the world and say, hey, we can, we can put your inventory onto these channels. And, but of course they had no expertise. So yes, we bridged the tech gap, but they didn't know how to create content that was millennial VR friendly. Um, yeah. they, so oftentimes the big, big companies, yes, they have their call centers, but a lot of the smaller resort management companies, they don't have a reservation call center that's open 24 seven. And as we know on these VR channels, you need rapid response. It actually impacts your, your score. So we provided that whole solution. It's like, yes, we're the tech and we're the content creation curation and we're the 24 seven guest comms on your behalf and we'll just get you bookings. So that's how we grew Jetstream. And we went from, we're born in Western Canada in the Canadian Rockies, now headquartered in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, but we quickly expanded to the US uh, and then we planted a flag with an office in Mallorca and Spain. So we have about a third of our business in France and Spain and UK uh, at this point. And then in the last year and a half, we decided like any business is like, okay, what are our core competencies? What are we good at? And how can we make this more sustainable, durable, and, and just more money for the same effort, essentially. I think it's what we're all chasing. So we really decided to take a move towards exclusive partnerships. So instead of just doing a, a few channels for our partners, we're looking for partners where we do all channels, including booking and Expedia and Home2Go and Holodoo and even their direct website. And we now have a few. It's less than 5% of our revenue at this point, but it's growing quickly because it was zero about six months ago. Uh, we have a few partners where we're now powering all channels for them. So they don't even have to have a team in-house. They don't even have mm -hmm. to have a PMS. We are their PMS in a way. We run the tech and we run all the guest comms and services, all so marketing. Pretty much everything but the toilet brush. Well, so yeah, <laughs> in a way, our whole thesis Soon is- as well, we, that's the news of today. <laughs> <laughs> we do the distribution and the marketing and the everything online. And then our partners focus with the on-site experience, welcoming the guests, maintenance, cleaning, and so on. It's the separation of tasks. Focus on what everybody's best at. Is revenue management a key part of that too? Like, do you guys, is that a big focus that you guys want to take on? Or does, do you have some clients that like to actually take that aspect over and be like, we actually want to control our rates, minimum length of stay, strategies around seasonality, all that other stuff? Or um, is it, hey, you guys take everything? Yeah, good question. Up, so we, we separate our business into V1, V2. V1 is everything I explained to you. It's our bread and butter. It's 95% of our revenue. And then V2 is our, our future, I guess. V1 business, because we are integrated with PMS and channel managers, we already receive the revenue managed rates. So we, we have no say. It's contractually obliging that we just take their rates and push them onwards. V2 business, our partners, it's just a different type of partner. They don't have that expertise in-house. So, in yeah. so they're actually asking us to do revenue management. So we just launched about a couple of weeks ago, our integration with Wheelhouse as the tool. But as we know, the tool is just a tool. You need experience in humans on top of the tool. So yeah. we, have, we are very lucky that one of our customers of six years, who's been managing hotels in Whistler for 20 plus years, actually joined us. Um, and he has an expertise in 20 years in revenue management. So he's helping grow that division with our company. So we have not only the tool now, but also the expertise in house to do revenue management for our partners. What part do you like the best? <laughs> me myself in the business uh, I love finding new partnerships and I love 
serving our customers genuinely. I'm not just saying this uh, as a soundbite. I love gr- driving value to our customers, and then I and then over time, becoming friends with them. I'd say that's what I love the most of the business, um, and then the tech. I'm very product slash tech uh, oriented myself. So I love I love hearing what the customers who become friends have to say. You know, what would be really nice would be this, and then I like taking that to the business and making it happen. That's what I love mm-hmm. the most. How big is your team now? Twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, am in a Slack with them and I see like all these new people being added to our channel all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, there's more. <laughs> and they just keep yeah. coming. Well, that's right. Because I start these channels with Will, just like, okay, well, this is just a few of us. And then eventually I realize, oh, actually, we need the entire guest facing team on this channel. So add, you know, seven people. <laughs> and Will's like, who are these people? <laughs> oh, my yeah, this guy, a uh, guy named Mark, I think. I was like, oh, this guy's really good. He's he's on top of it. I'm seeing all these messages come through. And I was like, never met you before, but nice to see the team is is there. <laughs> yes, Mark's in the Philippines. So we have about, oh, awesome. we're kind of dispersed with 10, 12 in Vancouver, five or six in Calgary, um, five now in Toronto. We had no Toronto presence six months ago, so that's kind of cool. And then we have five or six in, in Mallorca, in Spain, and then another three in the Philippines. It's awesome. It's what is your opinion about channel managers? Because I think it's a few years. Do you really need them still? Because Pima is connecting directly later to channels. So. I agree. I completely agree. Although, you know, it's funny. What I've noticed in the space in general, uh, my previous background is in consulting, engineering, and building. So that this is, I've only been in this industry for about six years. Uh, when, for example, when HomeAway or when Expedia acquired HomeAway, at the time we thought, oh, my God. This is it. Our business is done because it's, we thought our customers were already in Expedia. We were putting them on Verbo, and we thought it's going to be a question of months before they API Expedia to Verbo. And here <laughs> we are, five six years later, and it's still not done appropriately. So it's funny, but the more it goes, the more you know our thesis of like what's our core competency. I'm realizing building good technology is very very hard, and and w- while we think that yes, one day all the PMSs will have the distribution, and that might be true. Um, it's still hard to do everything as a PMS. So it becomes a question of what is the PMS really good at? And are there other tech companies that can do other bits of it? And there will always mm-hmm. be place, I think, for specialization. But, but I agree. Some in- of the OTAs, there's really their documentation or the APIs are bad and the, the, the newcomers, the, the, their, 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 yeah. their documentation is on place, latest technology is scalable, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, um, when, um, when uh, Airbnb, so what are the reasons? It's a long story, but we sold the business and bought it back. So if I won't get into that. You can listen to the, the Slick Talk podcast for that story. But one of the reasons we sold is we got afraid at the time because we were afraid of, well, what happens when Synexis and TravelClick, which we're mm-hmm. integrated with, they go direct to Airbnb and Verbo. That, you know, from a tech side, we're done. There's a straight line that bypasses Jetstream and we don't need to be in the middle anymore. Uh, but what we found is, yes, Synexis and TravelClick did build to Airbnb, and we lost no customers, genuinely no customers. And that's when I learned that the tech is one part of it. It's the service you put on top of it and the account management and the relationship you have with the mm-hmm. customers, but more importantly, obviously the service. So again, it's, it's a bit the same thing is there's always thought, well, what happens when this tech goes direct? Well, is it going to be as good as your tech? And is the service on top going to be as good as what you provide? That's really where the question becomes of losing well, something. I know uh, Michael Golden is a big fan of specialization. And so I think when he heard that, I saw a little smile perk up on his face because uh, yeah, that's true. Like the, I, I think we've had this conversation, at least Golden and I have on the back end, that you know, channel uh, managers are really like not 
the best. Like we've, we've had some struggles with tra- uh, channel managers uh, and the specialization of the full service aspect for you guys, I think is really key for what makes Jetstream like top, top notch. Well, and, and you could see it in my first question to you, E, like, what do you like doing the most? Sounds like you guys do a lot, but you, every company, even ones that do a lot, still have that one thing that they do really, really well. Um, and, you know, at Noiseware, we, we just do one thing. We don't mm-hmm. do anything else. We don't have feature creep where you can add this or that that really doesn't drive much value. The reason people are buying Noiseware is to solve noise, which is a big, big problem in hospitality. Um, so yeah, to, to Will's point, like, you know, it, it sounds great that somebody can do a little bit of everything, this and that, but you really have to like hammer down and what are you really good at? What do you enjoy doing? What, what drives your customer loyalty? I think the most important thing is like make a choice, right? Or do it all or do and one thing good. Don't be in between, right? There's a lot of companies that's like, I want to do a bit of everything, but just nothing good or just do it all good indeed and just yeah but it's yeah 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 lags product lags all of that so Uh, i totally agree michael g i i I admire your uh your laser focus because you truly are laser focused and and i know that any company that is laser focused will be the best in their space at what they do so i could see that from your hyper laser focus you're looking at gesture and going oh yeah i see these guys are actually doing quite a bit um but from our vantage point, we're seeing the traditional hospitality company or management company or property manager, and they're doing a lot. They are doing owner acquisition, owner relationships, on-site cleaning, maintenance, all of the on-site stuff. And they're trying to find a PMS and learn a technology and staff it and respond to guest inquiries. So from our vantage point, while we're maybe not super, super hyper like you are, we're going, you know what? We're going to focus on the tech side of this thing. And, and the cloud side of this things. And you guys focus, you know, it's like there's the asset owner that owns the asset, there's the on-site management company, and then there's the jet stream that does distribution. But maybe to better answer your question now that I see what you meant, I think what we do the best is from a technology perspective is integrations, is APIs. Yeah. Basically, we do a lot of APIs and they work. We're obsessed yeah. with making them work. And because we're the users of our product, we have to be that obsessed because if it doesn't break, it's not just a ticket that comes in from our customer somewhere located in a country we don't even know. It's like, it's our team that's on the front lines dealing with the guests where all some, something's wrong. And they're screaming at our tech team. Well, they're not screaming because we don't have that kind of culture, but they're letting <laughs> know very pressingly that something needs to be fixed. For sure. Yeah. yeah, it's one thing if you like build something, let's say noise aware, and then add this feature, add that feature, add that feature, because you can. And it's another, like, we built a response center, a night agent team to handle after hours guest issues, because we know that 40% of the issues happen past between, between midnight and 5 a.m. And most sane people aren't up in those hours. So we took that problem on our own. Uh, and it sounds like you guys have done something similar. You built your, your platform and then you're listening to your customers, you're getting the feedback and you're hearing their pain points and you're actually building with purpose, not with, uh, not with the, let's see, opposite intent of let's, let's see what we can get by adding this. 
Uh, let's see what new sales we can get by adding this. Let's service our existing customers by adding this. Yes. And that's a big difference. When the market tells you one thing, uh, that's it's good to pay attention. Yeah. And we're self-funded right now. Since buying the business back, we have no venture capital. In the, and we did the first go, but not right now. And, and we're hyper-determined to grow this thing organically this time. So there's very little room for, oh, I feel this would be very cool. Let's just, you know, build it and see what happens. Yeah. 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 There's no room for that at this point. Yeah. Um, So we've talked a lot on this show. I'm sure you've listened to just about every episode as all of our guests have. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) In in show 27, do you know? Kidding. The predictions. So we we talk a lot about the intersection of short-term rentals and hotels. And that's part of why, you know, all of my expertise is in short-term rentals. All of Ross's is in hotels. Will kind of sits in the middle of everything. So it's really the impetus of of the show altogether. Tell us what you see and what you think uh, in terms of the convergence of short terminals and hotels uh, today and then two years from now? Oh, that's a big question. I think because I, I've been in the industry for six years and before that, not, but I've been a shopper, obviously, of, of hospitality and accommodations. I, I didn't see the separation that there was. Uh, no one told me about it when I came into the industry. You know, I didn't go to a course and somebody said, you know, there is the hotel world and then there's the VR world and they shall not meet. I just didn't know that. But I guess I knew that sometimes when I wanted a house to go to a ski chalet, I'd go on Verbo at the time, even before Airbnb and so on. So I guess culturally in our business, because no one ever told us that there was this line, we just never knew. And and even if you look back to the impetus of our business, we were taking a hotel or condo hotel inventory and bringing it to the VR marketplaces. So we've always been at this convergence We've been making the convergence happen only because there was a gap in the market for, for it. So I think the distribution gap, I think in the industry, this is just my thought, obviously, so some of the purists in the industry or, or more experienced may think that I'm, I'm out to lunch, but I think that the, the, the separation is much more in the industry and the experience in the industry than it is out there. I think the consumer, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I don't think the consumer has that delineation. Although they do know where to go shop for what they want better, but I think that will start blending. And you can see with Airbnb bringing hotel inventory and you can see with booking bringing VR.com bringing uh, VR inventory. So I, yeah, I think that right now it's really converging and I think we're actually at the right at that convergence. But yeah. there is, yeah, big time. So you being at the convergence, what are the key differences right now and, and how are you guys kind of melding the two? Well, the the, the I guess the... Technologically speaking, the big difference has been the multi-unit versus the keys. That has been the big technology project to solve, which has now been solved on the channels, or at least for the most part on most channels. I think that uh, our VR customers, so the property managers, are much more, because probably they're smaller, just to be honest with you, I think they're much more in tune and passionate our, our condo hotel partners, it's big business. They look at things much more in aggregate. So in a way, it's easier customers to work with on a day-to-day because it's like, what's the sum of this account doing? The small yeah. PM is very much, this house is not booked this weekend and I'm getting a text or a WhatsApp. 
I'm getting the text on the WhatsApp. It's like, you know, so there's that difference in passion and, and probably just general impact uh, on the small player. But of course, Vacasa is probably much bigger and looking at, at the whole as well, just like the large hotel customers. So yeah, there's the technology differences, obviously, which we all know about. Um, there's the tools. The tools like Wheelhouse is still, well, not still, but we're, we're using Wheelhouse for a bit of hotel stuff and there's less comps available on Wheelhouse for now. Give it two years and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more comps. So that tool is being trained because it came from the VR side and less for the pure hotel. So on the revenue management side, there's a big difference and we're probably going to need actually two tools. We're going to need our RMS on the VR and we might need an RMS on the hotel side because that one seems to be still very split and rightfully so because it's different data sets. Mm -hmm. So sitting at the center of it all with and APIs being your core competency, yeah. uh, which side do you see more and, and better tech coming out of and bleeding into the other side? I think by far the VR side has better tech coming out of. Um, it's much more, I think the, the Airbnb, just use Airbnb, Airbnb didn't invent this, but the rise of the distributed property manager without all the units in one building, but with units in different locations, has created some really nifty tools like the operations management tools, uh, as an example, and the keyless entry and so on, versus I think there's been an inherent, and laziness is not the right word, but an inherent not need to innovate when all of your units, the yeah, stagnation, when all your units are in one building, it's like, well, you can run this on an Excel spreadsheet or even a piece of paper every day. So we're really believers in bringing the best of the VR tools into the traditional hospitality. Big time. But it, isn't that at the hotels maybe three, four years ago, they were ahead if you look at technology, but I've got the feeling that nowadays it's opposite, that they're actually yes. behind vacation rental because I don't see much improvement, new technology upcoming. Of course, we did in quite a lot of hotels. If you look in the way they're building their the documentation, it's really, it's bad. Just call it, it's bad. It's bad. I think it's you bad. see the last year to develop, I think it's mainly in vacation rental. And part of that's a function of, you know, 2017 was a great travel year. 2018 was better. 2019 was records. Yep. And so they had no reason to change. There that's was no, no driving mm -hmm. forth. But short-term rentals kept growing and growing and growing from, you know, 3 million global units to 5 to 7. And so a lot of money came in to fund companies like Noiseware to develop and, and build out the, the market and point solutions and hotels just never had to. And now I think the tides have turned. So to Ross's point, like all the tech was being built for hotels 10 years ago, but now it's all being built in short term rentals. And guess what? Yeah. Like, Noise is also a problem in hotels. It's not just yes. a problem in short term. That's what I think. Indeed, oh, that trust, the hotels trust. will not indeed the, the technology, uh, which is now made for made for the vacation rental. This will be used soon by the hotels, right? Yeah. Exactly. Trust me, I know, I know noise is a problem for hotels. I I got a couple <laughs> couple of situations happening. Uh, so yeah, uh, no, that's really good. I think it's just overall like. E, I want to, I guess, know from a data standpoint or even just kind of an overview. I don't need specific numbers, but with your guys' distribution with IHG being on Verbo and Airbnb and, and all this other stuff, are you seeing the customer really shift towards that more like uh, contactless check-in, 
bigger space, private community, but still trying to get that aspect of the, the consistent hotel feeling. Um, is that the big shift that you guys have seen, especially with, uh, you know, COVID times that we're in, or are you still seeing like, it's pretty, eh, like people aren't, don't mind going to a front desk anymore. I think it's early to tell uh, if I'm truthful with our data uh, on this. I think we believe exactly as you believe, Will. I think, you know, all of us here are probably tech forward, uh, hospitality yeah. <laughs> people. So I think we believe where this is going. Uh, what I can tell you is in COVID, we suffered significantly with our traditional hospitality condo hotel inventory. We were lagging. We're still in touch very much with the company that acquired us, which was they're definitely square into the VR space and square in the US. And they were having the best months in their history and we were lagging severely over mm -hmm. them. But then this summer we had the best months in the history of the business. So it, it took a long time for people to go back to hotels. I'm using the hotel hotels, but I mean, there's kitchens in the, in yeah. the hotel rooms, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And now they're, they're back. We're not getting any comments around, oh, I wish this was contactless or, or I wish there was some that. I just think this is where we're heading and we need to go there as fast as possible. Our owners want it. So I'm talking about the customers, the owners yeah. and, the, and the investors. Absolutely. They are obviously own these assets and they see where the world's going and they're willing to invest and make it happen. hundred percent. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm even seeing like, well, I was surprised cause I booked a hotel for tomorrow, um, in New Mexico. And immediately when I booked, it was kind of like a vacation rental experience cause uh, I paid like full, like right then and there. I didn't have to pay, you know, swiping my card at check-in. And uh, I got a text message, like an actual human, like front desk conversation text message rather than download this app and do this. Like it was a legit, like, I don't know. It was just different for our hotels, for a small little inn to, to be kind of adapting to way that vacation rentals, uh, you know, accept payment instantly, um, and, and doing like text conversation, taking your your information and making it personalized with your with your information. I I was like, oh, it was kind of a shocker for especially for an in specifically a in. So I was yes. I was kind of caught off guard. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple minutes left, and we like to do some rapid fire random questions with our guests for the last minute or two, <laughs> um, and then we invented a, a game last week that Will can wrap up the show with. But E. So I'll, I'll ask a few rapid fire questions. You you answer quickly, and then Ross and Will have their turn. French or English? English. Tea, I, 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 okay. tea or coffee? Tea. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Caribbean or Europe? Europe. Drive or plane? Plane. Hockey or football? That's of course, hockey. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ross. Okay. When are you going to sell it again? Because you said you sold your business, you bought it back. So you're going to sell it again and when? Uh, to be determined, but um, we have a <laughs> lot of growth ahead of us. If somebody offered us a big check tomorrow morning, Genuinely, we'd have to think long and hard about it because we, we think there's so much opportunity in the direction we're heading that we want at least four or five years to execute on that. Okay. What is your favorite hospitality tech company? My favorite hospitality tech company. Oh, boy. Um, in terms <laughs> of Autohost, <laughs> I think Autohost has been a lovely partner to deal with. 
um, and I think Verbo as well, but they're not a hospitality tech company. But you know, okay. there's companies that are just genuinely nice tech competent, and uh, those are two. But there's others. I don't want to exclude anybody here. Hotel or short term rental? Short term rental. I took my question. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> they're both they're both bad guys, but Booking Orchipedia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, that's a tough one. You, you can this Booking.com. Okay, commission okay. model or membership model? Commission model. Boo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, my my one rapid fire question: taco or hamburgers? Well, it depends on the day, but I'll go tacos. Okay. Tim cool. Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts? Tim Hortons. <laughs> some pretty good stuff there. Awesome. Well, okay. So last last week uh, we kind of had an idea called Brand Roulette. I don't know if we have like a set name. I was thinking of like whose brand is it, anyways? Kind of like whose line is it, anyways? Uh, we can play with some some cool names and create some sounds and videos for for it. But uh, I was looking online. So we have uh, Marriott, Hilton, IHG. Uh, and a couple other like main brand hotel companies, and they have a ton of soft brands. So underneath them, um, we were talking about man. There's so many. Uh, Michael, how many did we say there was? Like a hundred. A hundred and one soft brands behind the top five big brands. Big wow. So we, I found a soft brand under a big brand, and we're gonna see if we can guess. I know the answer, so I won't be playing. But uh, see if we can guess what brand this belongs to. And, Wait, uh, we, we each get a, a guess, and we'll count. Uh, you, I, I'll give you each two guesses if you no, uh, we each, miss. We each get one, and then we we keep score, and then you ask the next one, and you tell us who wins. Uh, it's just it's just I only have one hotel, uh, so I don't. Have, I, all right. I couldn't find. I didn't. I couldn't find more. There's there's a hundred and one to go through. Do uh, you all have to guess? Yeah. Okay. All of you. Okay. All right. Here we go. Sadie. Wow. Okay. Sadie. For all our uh, our listeners, if you don't know what's happening right now during the quietness, it's a picture of a hotel with a brand named Sadie, and Might no one can look at it. I hear, I hear, I hear a click. No click. Right. I did not click. I'm. I. Because I have, can I go first? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. go for it. Because I have no idea, um, I'm going to go with Marriott. Okay. I'll guess Hilton. Ross? It's for sure not, for sure not IHG because I should know all their chains because we have a big partnership with them. So I never saw this one appearing. I'll, I'll give you that clue. I'll give you that clue that is not IHG because I knew no. with Jetstream and, and you guys that I didn't <laughs> want to give know. that one away. Yeah. You mentioned so. Hilton Marriott. What do we have left? Starwood? What is it? No, the Air Support. Uh, what do we have left? There's a, there's a core. There's. I would uh, go for Yin Yang. I'm wrong anyway. Yin Yang. <laughs> Never heard of Yin Yang. Come on, there's 100,000 hotels in China. A core or Hyatt are the last two options. I don't know. Uh, not the actual last two options, Mr. Golden. This would be Best Western. So oh, Sadie wow. is a soft yeah. brand under Best Western. Well, that okay. wasn't even in the top five. Best Western's not not in the group. It, 
It's a. It's not. It doesn't have to be. They're the big hotel chain. Oh, you're changing the rules. Oh. All right. No, otherwise, right. otherwise, we wouldn't know. Down. That's why we didn't. Yeah. No, okay. That wasn't change of the rules. The big hotel chain. They All count. Right. All right. Who doesn't? Who doesn't know Best Western and Best Western Plus? Like, come on. Uh, I, I've never heard of Sadie. Is are we even pronouncing it right? No. Yeah, it's Sadie. I never heard of it until I found this uh, picture. So probably nobody does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so fun game. We'll we'll iron it out for next week and, and <laughs> I'm the guinea pig. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we had fun with it. But uh, e, I just want to say thank you for taking the time. Uh, I know you and I are on the West Coast, so we had to get up extra early to be a part of this uh, fun morning show. Uh, so it's been really great to geek out with you and get to know more about Jetstream and everything that you guys are doing. It's just a great honor to to have you on. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Real Perfect. Fun. We'll see you guys again next week.